0: Good morning. It is a great day to be here, and uh, we're loving the cooler weather. Uh, I, I do have to tell you that a few weeks ago, when, we were, when you were struggling through the 26 days straight of 100 plus, I spent a week in Michigan, and it was 78 degrees up there, and uh, the people were saying, It's so hot. <laughs> we drove by a, a pool, a public pool one afternoon. It was about 80 degrees and it was packed. I mean, people everywhere. And I looked at one of the men, I said, you know, in San Angelo, we would be saying, it's a little too cool to swim today. Um, And he told me that he has to make a deal with his children. He has two sons. He has to make a deal with them that they cannot go swimming if it's below 50 degrees. So, yeah. Anyway, it's great to be here today and to enjoy uh, the cooler weather. Uh, Today is a very special day, and we had a special time uh, during the first service, uh, and then again during this service, uh, as we welcome, uh, and in this service commission, our new missionaries, Carlos and Elaine Castillo. Carlos and Elaine are sitting right back here, and we're going to have them come up in a few minutes and have them share some stuff about themselves and about the work uh, in E2 Brazil. Now, for some of you, when we say E2 Brazil, you're going, that sounds familiar, Uh, Antenor and Phyllis Gonçalves are in E2 Brazil, and we work with them and support them. Uh, That's where we go and uh, do the the summer youth camp that we work with. Uh, That's where the medical campaign has taken place. Uh, Well, E2 is kind of the central part. We work in areas around. Um, But uh, that place, E2 Brazil, is going to become... More and more familiar with you uh, as we go through the coming weeks and months, as we embrace this couple and the continuing work there. Um, I it is so strange doing two services, Tommy. <laughs> Thinking, okay, have I said that? Uh, so if I say something in this service and, and then a little bit later say it again, uh, it's because I think I said it in the first service. I didn't write this down, so it's kind of strange. Um, but one thing, growing up in, uh, in Ira, uh, I kind of had one view of mission. Um, and, and really what that view was, uh, we would uh, support somebody way off somewhere. Um, and we might occasionally get a card from them and we might send them a card. And then occasionally uh, they would come in, usually on a Wednesday night, and would show slides. And maybe it's because it got dark in there. But I generally fell asleep during the slideshow. Um, that's kind of the way I grew up with missions, um, but missions is so much more. And today is an exciting time because uh, we don't just have Carlos and Elaine here so that we can get their address and send them a note every once in a while. We have them here today so that we can join with them uh, in the ministry in Brazil. And, Today uh, is, these are such great days because we can be connected and we can know what's going on there and we can participate and be involved. It's not just some far off thing that's taking place, it is who we are. And so today we get to join with them and get to know them and have flesh and blood here as we uh, partnership uh, together. Also, when I was growing up, we, uh, thinking of missions and evangelism, and we would often look at the second chapter of Acts, which is a great place to look. Great stories. The youth group knows that I am enamored with the book of Acts. Um, but in the second chapter of Acts, we read that uh, Peter preached, and on that day, over 3,000 people were baptized and added to the church. And since that day, every man that's ever preached, anyone who's ever spoke uh, the word of God, has stood up, and they have dreamed of the day that 3,000 people respond. The truth is they weren't responding to Peter's message. They were responding to the Lord's message. Um, But we've gotten in our mindset, at least I did growing up, that missions was about uh, baptism. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the importance or significance of baptism. Please don't hear me saying that. But that became the product of missions and evangelism was baptism. But there's a process. And sometimes we stopped with the product and forget the process, because then we see the day in and the day out, the dwelling together, the being with one another, the sharing meals together, just like Tommy talked about up here, sharing meals, sharing this meal together, and it's the daily process of discipleship. Carlos and Elaine are committed to that process. Uh, they are committed to, to teaching and helping people know Christ. And this, in our youth group, we talked about the difference between knowing about Christ and knowing Christ. They are committed to helping people know Christ and, and to helping people understand what it means to be baptized and accept Christ, but also what it means to be discipled and to grow in Christ and to continue to tell the story and to live the story of Jesus. Now, I told the first service... That Carlos' first sermon, Carlos and Elaine have worked around the states. They've worked in Lovington, New Mexico. It's much prettier here than Lovington, I think. I know we've got some New Mexico folks. I don't mean to offend anybody. It's prettier here than it is in Ira, Texas, too, so we're good there. Um, uh, worked with churches in Oklahoma, spent time in Rio, and now that's a change from Lovington to Rio. Uh, but while they were here in the states, they wanted to return to their homeland to teach, But while they were in Lovington, uh, Carlos preached his first sermon. Very first sermon he ever preached. And he stood there and he preached that sermon. And when it came to the end and he gave the invitation, his daughter came to the front and stood there in front of him. And he looked at her and said, what are you doing? And she said, Dad, you gave an invitation. And I want to be baptized. Uh, What a great, uh, your first sermon, to be able to baptize someone and then be your daughter. What an incredible thing. Just a few years ago, Carlos had the privilege of baptizing his mother. And I've thought about that, and then I even asked him, which was more emotional for you, to baptize your daughter or to baptize your mother? Now, he was honest. He said, when he baptized his daughter, he was just so caught up and confused. What's she doing? Uh, But how emotional it would be to share the story of Jesus with your mom, and then baptize her. Carlos and Elaine are committed to to helping marriages. One of the things that they are very involved with uh, in E2, uh, while they were in in Rio as well, is helping marriages, helping couples understand what it means to be committed to one another uh, in a marriage relationship and at the same time in a covenant relationship with God. Uh, To helping families know what it means to live their lives together in a way that honors God. Uh, They were sharing with me this morning that in... In Brazil, there is a real difficulty with understanding commitment um, and that, that there will be couples that you just are around all the time and then you realize that they're not married. They've lived together for years, but they've never committed themselves to one another in marriage. Uh, and so one of the ways that they are going to be actively involved in to is working with young couples uh, and, and working with families and helping them to know Christ and to show Christ through those relationships. So I want to ask them to come up here. Um, They have some things that they are going to share with us. Uh, This, uh, again, second service is a little different. We're going to have an official commissioning of them uh, in a few moments at the end of this service. Uh, But I want to just commend this couple to you. Uh, We first met them a year ago, just just over a year ago while we were in Brazil, and have quickly fallen in love with them. And I will tell you, uh, the second service folks, Uh, That the first service, that the people that talked to us afterwards just said, they just seem so right for who we are. Uh, Your warmth uh, has already become apparent, and we are glad to have you here. Uh,
1: Well, good morning. Still morning, huh? That's the first time I do second service, and I have never done that either, so (laughs) that's... A lot of first times for me and uh, first of all, I want to thank God for what he's done in everything in our lives and my family lives and, and then thank you, every one of you, to trust us, to do his work in Brazil with Antenor and Phyllis and if you know something about our family, Kevin's right, we love missions and we love families. And when we were here Elaine and I were here in the in, in U.S, I went to Oklahoma Christian and uh, fall in love with education, the Christian education, and the way it touches hearts and minds and challenges them to be Christians. Because I believe that to say you are Christians, it can be easy. And in Brazil, it's very easy to say "You're a Christian today. But really walk as a Christian is different and it's important to do both things. Uh, So we love missions and we love family. So while we were here, I went to Oklahoma Christian and also did my master in family. So I have a counseling on that. That's why I can see the results even though I'm still learning from that and learning with three girls at home how to do things. And that helps a lot and helps to other and put me... I have the heart to help other families to have the same joy that I have with my family. And that's really a good thing that we are planning to do in Brazil. Uh, another thing is enjoying the work that is already, you know, growing. And there, there, one of you... Some of you have already been in seen that, have seen uh, how God is working there, and and we have a couples meeting that we eat together and have a little devotional, so this has been growing, and we have uh, every month about 30 couples getting together to eat. We are just finishing our visit here in the US on the 14th, because on the 16th we have a couples retreat with 35 couples. Listed, And so it's very exciting. And one thing that I like about missions is, is like extend your arm for people that you don't know. For people that, you know, is a cross-culture thing. You know, like a Brazilian here, I, I, I thank you and honor you for your listening to my accent. I know even though I live here, I don't practice anymore. So I think I'm losing a little bit. And that's why I, I got nervous here, too. Uh, so, but, like the book in Ephesians, what missions does is, I think it, it gives us the idea of the whole body and how stretched it is. And, and as, as, we, as you guys embrace missions, you are you loving this uh, other people in another country. And I think that it's imitating our God. Like Jesus did. The book of Luke shows that it's so, uh, show very specific details about Jesus being a godly man and a people person. He'd love the rich, the poor, and all kinds of people. And that's what his mission is all about. Because when you travel, you go outside your peers, you go outside of your common dwelling, and then you are challenged. You are challenged with a new language. You are challenged with morals issues and other issues. And that's important. So it makes you grow. So I feel so honored to be here. And God likes to get those simple people and small people and make them big. Like David, you know, was small and had a big challenge the Goliath and God did and put him down like Esther was chosen by God to talk to the king and she did and I I really thank you for trust us to do his work in Brazil and so I want you to get excited, and if there is any way that Elaine and I can help you to get involved in this ministry, just please let us know. And I'm going to invite her to come over here because she, you know, like I said, that God loves big things. We are in the right city, like Kevin said. You know, It too, if you've never been there, I'm going to tell you a little bit. I probably, Antenor already said that we love big things. And it too has a big sign on the cross, has a big sign. Uh, phone too and it's, it's the biggest I have ever seen and so it, it matched the city, it matched our dream and now we, we came to the elders over there and have a big dream and as far as I know it will be the first Christian school in, in Brazil and we embrace that and my wife is coming to talk a little bit about that
2: Good morning It's a real pleasure to be here and be able to share this um, dream in this ministry that we are working with in the city of Itu. Um, before I want to, uh, before talking about the dream, I want to tell a little bit about our family. Um, Carlos and I have been married for 22 years, so everything he has learned in college and his master's, I mean, we have practiced at home, failed, you know, so it is really exciting to see how much when we learn it in school, how much we can practice at home and make it a reality. Uh, We have two daughters. We have Beatrice, that is 19, and she's a sophomore at Oklahoma Christian. Her major is psychology. And In our 22 years of marriage, we have moved from house to house 14 times. So that's a lot, and our children have been with us faithfully. So when our daughter came to Oklahoma Christian, she decided to study psychology so it had nothing to do with mission work. She just said, I will never marry a missionary. You know, those kind of things that you just hope your children don't say to you. (laughs) She said it. And um, when she started studying psychology, she just fell in love with kids and she just fell in love with cross-cultural children. And that's what she's doing. So even though she doesn't want to be a missionary, she's going to work with third culture children and adults. So that is the mission that is embedded in her. Our youngest daughter is Andressa, but we call her Andy. And she's 13. She, uh, as I said before, she is a social butterfly. I. I am sure that if she was here, she would have known a big portion of you because she wants to talk to everybody. She is very outgoing, and she loves to meet people. So she has never said she doesn't want to be a missionary, but I'm guessing that she's going for something that requires a lot of social skills because that's what she is. And the dream that we have for the city of Itu and for the congregation that we are with is to start the first Christian school. Uh, There are many other schools associated to other churches, but none from the Church of Christ. And this is what we want. We just want this to be the first one, but we actually want this to be spread all over the country. Um, Our dream is really big, and I think I have a a picture of it. This is uh, the construction where it is started, if you have ever been to Itu, um, there is a building in the main avenue, and this is the lot, the vacant lot that was behind the church. So we are building, we have just started building uh, over there. And the story of how this is started is funny because when Carlos and I moved to Itu a year ago, we uh, asked to talk to the elders, and we said, You know, we have this real dream, and I mean, our hearts, I have a background in education. So I said, we would really like to start a Christian school. I work with schools here in the States, and I taught in Christian schools in Brazil, too. And I said, we would really like to start this and have a building and have students and have those students coming here and, I don't know, being able to bring the families to know God. And we would like you to pray about it and see if this is a good idea for the city, for this congregation. And this was right before uh, worship, we had this meeting. And during worship, one of our elders just stands up and says, Congregation, I want you to meet this couple, and they are going to start a Christian school here. So we were like, we asked you to pray, <laughs> not to start. But, you know, so the process started because they had already thought about that but didn't have anybody to, to run with the idea. So this is um, what's happening now. This is the day we flew. We left Brazil Brazil on September the 2nd. So this is how the building looks now. On the back, you can see uh, our church building, and we are building behind our church uh, building. So the walls are a little bit over, I know, meters. It's a little bit like my height. And um, we hope that in January of 2012, we can host the first classes over there. But our dream doesn't stop there. Um, Our dream is to make this school that will start with two-year-olds and turn it into a university. We have seen it happening here in the United States over and over, and we just want Brazil to be also able to offer that kind of education to the children and to the young people there. Thank you.
0: I told the folks at the uh, first service that uh, one of the morals to this is if you ever have a great dream of something that you would like to see happen in the church, be careful about talking to the elders about that right before worship. Because you just might find out at the end of worship that it's happening. Um, That's exciting. Uh, Again, this couple is... uh, we have just fallen in love with. And there are so many great things happening in E2. And I think one of, the, one of the things that excites me is that God is already doing great work there. And we are able, we have been invited to join Him in something incredible that's happening in E2. And I really want to challenge us again, and I'm challenging myself, to not let this be a mission that is far off. Um, but let this be a mission that is very close to us and to our heart. That this is a mission that we think about daily, that we pray about daily. And I want to challenge us in our Bible classes, in our families, in our worship times to seek ways which we can stay connected and encourage them. Uh, Because even as we encourage them, I believe that we will receive back even greater blessings as they encourage us in the ministry here. Uh, One thing I want to share uh, again is that this morning the church in E2, um, installed four new elders uh, as part of the, the congregation there. And we celebrate with Antenor and Phyllis, with Carlos and Elaine, with Mark and Allie, and with the church uh, in e as they continue to grow and seek ways to reach out uh, to their community and well beyond uh, the community of e In Luke chapter 10, uh, there are some verses that I believe are very important and very appropriate uh, for this morning. After this, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way now. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this: the kingdom of God has come near." There is so much happening in those verses In the, the gathering and, and being with the people and knowing the people. Uh, that is one of the things that has impressed me so much about Brazil, is their ability to be with one another and to, to share meals with one another. In fact, I, I've jokingly said that Brazil has three seasons preparing for a party having a party, and recovering from the party. <laughs> uh, and I mean partying in a good sense of the word. They love to be together. They know hospitality. And, and so I know that's going to be very much a part of Carlos and Elaine's ministry there is just being with people and knowing and allowing peace to dwell. But this morning, this morning, we have been the ones that have welcomed I believe that when Carlos and Elaine showed up in my driveway yesterday, I sensed them and I sensed God saying, Peace to your house. As they have come here this morning, I have sensed them saying to us as a congregation, Peace to your house. And I believe we have welcomed them. So as a church family, know this. The kingdom of God has come near. And as we minister with you guys, we are excited about you going out in Etu and declaring peace there. And we are excited about us here in San Angelo joining with you and us as a congregation here going out into this community and declaring peace. And in Etu and in San Angelo, may we all know that the kingdom of God has come near. As we close out this morning, I pray that, uh, that you uh, have been reminded of the importance of us joining in the story of God and of us sharing his story with all of those around us. Um, and if there's a very special need that you have, if you just want to, to express your praise, um, our, we're going to have church leadership on the side and we ask you to, to pray with them. Uh, If there are special needs that you have, again, church leadership will be on the sides. Please, uh, please let this morning be a time uh, where we join together in prayer over those things. And then after uh, this song, uh, there is going to be a very special time of commissioning uh, and prayer as we officially join with Carlos and Elaine and their family in this ministry. Uh, But for now, let's stand and sing.
1: If I could, ask the elders that are present today to come up front. And I also ask Carlos and Elaine to come up here on the stage with us. I haven't been an elder that long, but one of the perks I've discovered is you get to meet wonderful,
0: talented, and fun people like Carlos and Elaine and get to spend some time with them.
3: Carlos, I never knew you had an accent. (laughs) We had Carlos and Elaine over at the house last night to meet with some of the elders, and i tell you what, they spent a little over a couple hours with us, and I have grown to love this couple. They are unique individuals. You need to meet them if you haven't met them. On behalf of the elders, I would like to commission you, Carlos and Elaine, so if you would answer after I read some questions and then we'll have the congregation answer also. We come together in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, to commission Carlos and Elaine Castillas as ambassadors for Christ, missionaries among the people of Brazil under the guidance and care of this congregation. Carlos and Elaine, God has called you to serve Jesus Christ in this special way. The church has recognized your call And this church joins together with you, fulfilling what we have discerned to be God's will for your lives. Will you be obedient servants of Jesus Christ, offering your whole being to God for Jesus' sake? Will you continue to nurture your own relationship with God so that you might better introduce others to him? Will you govern the way you live? striving to make your life consistent with the gospel you teach so that God and his word would be glorified by those you know? Will you be a friend among your fellow ministers, working with them as brothers and sisters? And will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, love, and care as much as lies within you Will you honor each person as God's creation, holy and lovable? Will you be zealous in holding to the truths of the gospel and promoting the peace of the church, always speaking the truth? Carlos and Elaine, if you would uh, face the congregation, please. Congregation, if you would stand at this time and respond to the following questions with the affirmation, we do. Do we as members of Johnson Street Church of Christ accept Carlos and Elaine as ambassadors for Christ and as missionaries set forth by this church? We do. Do we accept their mission in E2 as our mission to the people of Brazil in which we will seek to participate and support? We do. do we pledge to them that we will minister to their physical needs through our financial support and to their spiritual needs through our continued prayers and encouragement? We do.